Come on, give yourselves a hand of praise. Stay on your feet. Hallelujah. It's always good to come to the house of the Lord. Amen. How many of you know God must really love you as a people if he can bless you with such honorable leaders? Can you give Prophet Gibbet and Prophet Tess a hand of praise? Hallelujah. We give you the glory, Lord. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise because there's nobody like you. Nobody in all the earth that can do what you are able to do. Thank you for these wonderful vessels this morning. You know, church, I want to just greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. I can sense there's a holiness in the atmosphere. You see, there's so much that Jesus wants to do. It's just that we sometimes have to overcome our ignorance. Ignorance is our greatest enemy on the platform. How many of you know you can't put the devil up against God, man? It's a mismatch of the century. It's like taking a 12-year-old and telling him, you can, meet, you can still beat Mike Tyson. God, can you just give the Holy Spirit a hand of praise for his awesomeness? You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place. You are awesome, yes you are. Nobody like you, there's nobody like you. Hey, you Jesus, 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 King of glory. I love you, Lamb of God. I love you more than life itself. I love you, Jesus. I've been created for your glory. I've been created to give you the highest praise. I love you, Jesus. It's days like this, Lord, we just don't know how to express our appreciation for you. Where would I have been if it hadn't been for you, oh Lord? Where would I have been? Where would I have been? Lord, we're just thankful for your love for us. Everybody in the building say, Jesus is here. And anything can happen. Say it with compassion and passion. Revival looks like family. Come on, if you have a family, not, not one of us that doesn't come out of a family. Say it one more time. Revival looks like family. And I'm hungry for more of God. In the name of Jesus, give the Lord a praise offering right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what, saints, we, 
Family, it's very important for us to understand God has needs. I just doing in this session, I just want you to know hungry people don't have manners. Believe me, you'll hear me say that often. Hungry people don't have manners. It's a colonial style. It says you must have a knife and fork. Amen. We get raised up like that. But you were born with a knife and fork. A knife and a fork when you're hungry. <laughs> and hungry people never leave without the food they came for. How hungry are you today will determine how much of God you can take in today. The more hungry we are for God and the more He feeds that hunger, the hungrier you become. But when you eat the stuff of the world, just a little bit of bacon, some eggs, some might not like the pig, but they enjoy the pork, but that's okay. But after you eat, you get filled and you don't need more. But when you are hungry for this presence of God, the more you have of Him, the more you want from Him. The closer you get to Him, the more you realize how little you know about Him. You will wake up some mornings, 30, 40 years in Christ, yeah. And you will wake up some morning and still come to that awesome revelation of saying, what kind of man is this? What kind of man is this? That when he opens his mouth, then even nature has to obey him. I think God's biggest problem with the church is not so much sin, really, because He can clean you up, man. It's unbelief. It's an indictment on Jesus to say you can't. That's why when He speaks to impossible, He says, do you believe I am able to do this? It's not, uh, I can't do it. He's just wanting to know, do you think you can put faith and trust that I have the ability to give sight to the blind, to make lepers clean them up, to make sure the dead can come out of the tomb? I want to speak about a key this morning. It's many keys, but this one key is important for the glory of God to be manifested in your home, your marriage, your relationships, wherever you might find yourself. I just thank God that everything starts at Calvary. Amen. But go with me to the scriptures. Say with me, Apostle, let God explain himself. See, don't ask other people's opinions about what God is saying. Let God explain himself. Amen. John chapter 17, just in case you didn't read the word of God this morning. <laughs> I'm going to let us read the Word of God together. Just that devil, don't put condemnation on you. All right? But come we read the Scriptures together. Come on. Say, this is Jesus' prayer. All right, for those ten people. Say it again. This is Jesus' prayer. I do not pray. Come on, speak together with me. I do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Now with some passion, say with me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them 
that they may be one just as we are one. I like the way Jesus in his prayer, I believe we are living in a season right now where we are going to become the answer to the prayers of Jesus. Matthew chapter 6 is not Jesus' prayer. He's teaching us how to pray. He says, when you meet with God, it's our Father who art in heaven. So don't call him God after you meet Jesus. Jesus shifted God, I promise you, from God Almighty to Father God Almighty. The moment you have a son, your title changes. Hello. Father God loves the world, man. The son loves the father. And that love will bring the world to the father. And guess what? Just look how good you look. Jesus made sure you have made the father look good today. Amen. How many of you know the greatest testimony is to be free? You can go to bed at night and sleep. It's got nothing to do with money. Pastor Eric, if it was about money, why is everybody still looking for a boss? Why don't they start the church? It takes men called of God to do something with God that is supernatural, impossible, yet there's evidence that God did call you, that God did put His hand upon you. But look at Jesus, just to lay a foundation. He says, Father, I do not pray for these alone, but for those who will believe. So don't ever get to a space where you feel nobody is praying for you. Jesus is praying for you. And the question is, to who is He praying? To God the Father. The highest authority on the planet is God the Father. And then He says that they may be one. So He brings out a very powerful key in His prayer. He says that they may be one as we are one and then he says the glory that you gave me i give to them now let me explain something folk marriages go wrong because there's still an individuality that must grow to oneness the reason why we don't see the glory of god in our homes in our families and at church is simply because the devil's strategy in this time is to create a self-centered divisiveness all about I, me, and my. But once you find that there is a oneness, my goodness, God does not look for the blessing. He commands the blessing to get to you. And I mean, I don't even have to do it. But there's two things that I want you to see here. The glory which you gave me, I have given them. I don't know where that theology got stuck with I will not share my glory with no man. No, God will not share His glory with anybody who wants to have a graven image and God in the same worship. I will not share my glory, Neville, while you still want to have occultic practices. You got to leave yesterday in order to enter the new, which is a brand new life in Christ. But look at this. The glory that you have given me, I give to them. How many of you know when we're going to get into it? Get ready this morning not to want to obsessively work hard to get the glory of God. You got to understand what is the glory in order to be desirous to give God honor and praise for the glory of God. You know, the glory of God has got two facets to it. Maybe we must go there early in this session. There's two parts of the glory. It's the presence and the ability 
of the glory. Frederick, Pastor, come join me again, man. You did a great job this morning. I want to show you how, how God, hey, I don't know why we want to complicate God, man. You know, some people feel the more deeper they are, you know, the more powerful it is. Sometimes we get so deep, not even God gets there. <laughs> but, <laughs> God didn't call me to feed the giraffes. So I don't want to go over your head. Okay? God called me to feed the sheep. So that when you leave, you leave with something that you can do, something that you can apply, something that can make you more than a conqueror through Christ. Amen. Pastor Yerik, before becoming a pastor in the ministry, what did you do before? I managed the factory. You don't like saying that too loud, eh? <laughs> Eric managed a factory, right? He managed a factory. So in your developing people, right? You have management skills. Uh-huh. What is your expectation of the people? That they will be work produced. They, they will be work produced. There must be... Productiveness. Okay. Now, oh, notice something. God made us like Him. He's not, He didn't, He didn't make, come on church. God doesn't look like me. We look like Him. He, he made us in His image, not in my image. So when God puts of Himself into us, He puts a very simple yet powerful principle into us. Like for example, that's why the Bible always defines in the Bible, you'll see definitions come. Son of God. Then if, there's a, if you're a son of God, then there must be a son of the devil because there's no need to say son of God if there's no other sons. Are you with me? There's no need to say I will build my church if this is the only church. There must be a clear understanding when God says something is of Him, He's defining the difference between Himself and any other God on the planet. And he's very clear. Now when God looks at the glory of God, the glory of God is made up of two things. The presence of God and the abilities of God that comes out of that presence. The same like with yourself. Eric, your presence produces an ability that makes people function effectively. And when there is productivity and this factory starts growing from one place of income to the next. The powerful thing is the productivity is the manifestation of the ability that you possess. And therefore, that ability brings glory to who? To Yerik. So that's why God says it's the glory of God because there is the glory of a man. So whatever you achieve is a manifestation of the glory of your presence. The glory is made up of two things, the person and his abilities. Because through the abilities, God gives us tools to produce things. The evidence of what you produce is what we call the Shekinah glory of God. Revealing the abilities of God. Revealing what God can do when He is present. And when you see the visible, the visible speaks about the invisible. No man can do these miracles except God 
be with him. The miracles is the abilities of God. The presence is God himself, the Kabat glory. So when you look at the presence, if you're not present, there's no production. And if there's no impartation, there's no evidence. That's why faith is the evidence. Can we give Pastor Eric a hand of praise? Hallelujah. So when you look at the glory of God, this is how the glory of God works. The glory of God is God coming into an environment, touches your home, touches your marriage, changes who you are through Christ. And then all of a sudden, the man who wanted to leave his wife is all of a sudden more in love with her than he's ever been before. That love is a manifestation of God's impartation of who He is into your marriage. And so He creates oneness in that space so that you will never say, I did it, but you can say, He did it. Amen. I'll take you another place. You see, when you look at you will see the glory. Go with me to John chapter 2 verse 11. So I can explain this concept. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested His glory and His disciples believed in Him. Wow, I love that scripture. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. How did he manifest his glory? Jesus is at a wedding and they had a problem. There was no wine there. And then Jesus turns water. There's a lot of wealth in that portion of scripture because all of this happens on the third day, which is resurrection day. So Jesus is given an assignment by his mother. Thank God for mothers who don't know the divine timings of God. Just do it. <laughs> then God turns water into wine. How did he manifest his glory? He was there all the time. How did he manifest it? They saw a supernatural miracle happen right there. And when they saw that miracle, Jesus says, I've manifested the substance and the ability of what can happen in the natural by an all-powerful Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is why you are the evidence of the glory of God in your home because Jesus changed you and you are that evidence. You are the evidence of the glory in your home because I once was blind, but now I can see. I once was lost, but now I can, I'm found. I did not have life before, but now I'm living. I don't need anything else. Why? It's a manifestation of the glory of God. It's so awesome that we are living in the evidences of the glory of God and just don't know it. We like Jacob. He was here and I didn't even know it. The evidence of this building is the evidence that God showed up to manifest His approval over the chosen vessel. Yes. And then, Go with me to Lazarus' tomb. Go there to verse 40. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? 
Did I not say to you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Well, what did they see? That could say the glory of God is here. I'll tell you what they saw. If you read the story of Jesus' visit to the home of Lazarus, you'll find out that Mary makes a statement where she says, I believe that you are the Messiah. That faith is very important because there's nobody else outside of Jesus who can claim to be I am. I am the resurrection, I am the life. Without me, you can do nothing. He's the only one that can make that claim. But listen, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? How did they see the glory? Is when the presence of God is in the place and the glory is manifested with His abilities through His presence, dead things become alive. You will see the glory of God. That's why you're going to find out in this season before Jesus comes, people's organs are going to be recreated by God and nobody's going to be able to explain it because in the glory of God, God takes a dead man four days dead. And in four days, he's starting to smell. All the perfume in the world will not change that smell. I mean, you can use them, all of the best ones. You stink when you're dead, man. That's why if you're not in Christ, okay, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> we can smell you. <laughs> Folk, I don't know why the devil sold us church. Find Jesus, man, and love. He's going to give you something money can't buy. It's called life. But when Jesus comes to the tomb, he prays like this, Father, I know when I pray, you always... You heard me, you heard me, past tense. And then you, I, you pray, you, I, you always hear me. But you notice something, when the language of the glory is encountered, what is that language? That language comes out of intimacy with God, and I'm going to take you in a moment there. For example, Jesus stands at Lazarus' tomb, and he says to the sister, didn't I tell you if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Now she's waiting, and then all of a sudden, Lazarus, come forth. You see, in the glory, your name is clear. It's not generalized. In the glory, there's a man on his knees and he's praying and you'll find him in straight street. That is the prophetic ministry when the Holy Ghost moves in the glory. He is detailed. Nothing is ambiguous. Nothing is even, I think it's like that. This season in which we are, you're going to find this ministry of the Spirit of God with the Spirit of glory is going to come upon every one of us. He's going to make His prayer become his prayer being answered through us. And they, 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 they will be one as we are one, Father. You in me, I in you, and they in us. That takes a supernatural move of God. Just to take a husband and wife and make them one is enough of a miracle. For a woman, God just calls once, Mary, finish, Rabboni. For a man, Moses, Moses, Dweker. Peter, Peter. I like the Afrikaans, says Petrus, 
En dan word hulle los om met risk. <laughs> Peter, Peter. <laughs> but, I want us to get to this. You will see the glory of God. Pastor B, I want you to come up now. This is the son of my loins. <laughs> you see, you see in the glory of God. Let me, let me just take this from, I like your shirt, yeah. <laughs> but we've fallen in love with, that's, the shirt is a type of the glory that covers God. I see him high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And the language of the glory is worship. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning. My song shall rise to Thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty. God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Son of Neville. Mm. Mm -hmm. Come, Anton. If you get this, you will understand what the devil hates. You see, that little word of is a very powerful little word. That small words in the Bible makes big differences in our thinking. Amen. These are both my sons. They both grew up in my home. He's got my second name. My first name is his second name, right? And, we, and he's born on the same day I'm born. Yeah. yeah. Grew up in my home. <laughs> These are two sons. Now watch this. So when God says, son of God, uh -huh, that little word in the middle connects something before it to something after it. And it creates ownership in our thinking. That's why when you have son of God, which means important but lesser, but the greater is God. Because oneness attaches you to greatness. Oneness is a connection between what is good to what's the best, to what is some victory to what is all victory. So when you look at the little word of, and we say son of God, or glory of God, we are looking at two very important statements in the mind of God. In other words, what, what God is saying, the glory, I am the owner of the glory. That's why Jesus is the hope of the glory. 
the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of glory, but the Father, He owns the glory. He is the glory. He owns it. That's why He can give it to Jesus, Anton. He can give to Jesus. Jesus didn't work for the glory. He had to receive the glory. So when He says, I give you the glory, He is saying, Be, he, Jesus is saying, if I give the glory that I received from the Father, I want to give to you. You can't go and go work for another 14 years for something that you must learn to receive. The question is, how do I receive when God, I tell you what our problem is. We always want to work so that we can feel we did something to earn this. You don't have to do anything to earn it. You got to have faith in God that God wants you to live in the space that you have desired for your life. This glory that I have received from the Father, it's the Father's glory I give to you. Why do you think the devil is so messed up when he comes into the, into the wilderness? He says to Jesus, if you are what? The Son of God. It's the glory of God. It's the Spirit of God, which means the ultimate is the Father. The ultimate means the highest authority on the planet calls you daughter, calls you son. But when the devil walks in there, he says, if you are the son of God, turn the stones into bread. He knows if there is oneness, there must be miracles. So in order to break the oneness, he questions whether you are attached to this. And if you are not attached, that means you can't have this power that the Father has. Because the Father comes and messes what? Now you come and you say, no, it is written. Because if you are the Son of God, guess what? What is the devil's fear? The devil's fear is not just if I'm the Son of God. His fear is to who am I connected? To who am I attached? Because if he can't come and ride with me, he knows he might deceive here, he might push here, he might create a, a garden where blood flows from my brow because I'm praying for sinners and friends in this time of my life. But he knows that if he comes here, it is just by the finger of God. By the finger of God. He knows that that devil, because in the glory of God, we don't beg demons to leave. Why? In the glory. You have a revelation not of a savior or a prophet or a teacher only. You have a revelation of the king. In the glory, there's a throne. That's why when we look at what we pray for, that's why in the glory, did you notice something? Jesus never laid his hands on demons. Right? Thank you. Stay with me now. Because we get so used to, there must be this human touch. You know what I mean? Demons are going to leave while I'm preaching. Hear what I'm telling you. Hear what I'm telling you. And you're going to pick up the evidence of the glory of today, maybe by tomorrow or tonight. But the glory, hey. So when the Father, when Jesus walks in the glory as the King, who is the King of glory? The Lord. He's the King of glory. How does He operate? Unclean spirits come out of Him. And the same moment that spirit leaves, like Mark chapter 1 verse 42 says, um, the lepers got cleansed. But the Bible says, after Jesus had spoken, the leprosy left him. And he was cleansed immediately. 
immediately. Why? Because the time zone of the glory is not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four o'clock, five o'clock. It is now, now. That's the time zone of the glory. That's why Jesus can't say, I, 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 I was the Messiah. He says, I am. Because I am means now I'm present. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. And Lazarus, you're not coming out of your tomb tomorrow. You're coming out of your tomb now. Your leprosy is not going to leave you next year. It's leaving you now. But because of our ignorance, we put the delay on the blessing of God. Because I know He's going he's to use sickness and disease to get me close to God. Who told you that? How can sickness and disease take the place of the Messiah? If you really want to get close to God because some devil deceived you that if you're sick, you're going to get close, then ask him for all the sickness in the world. Because we all want to get close. For sinners, the devil blinds their mind. For saints, he deceives them. But in the glory, what is the language? Go to, can we give them a hand of praise? I'm going to round off. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed Jesus. I'm going to close with this. Go look at what heaven looks like and what the earth looks like. Go to 1 John chapter 5, the first letter of John. Chapter 5 and verse 7. Mm. For there are three... Say it with me. There are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Now we don't serve three gods, folks. We serve one God expressing Himself in three different fashions. It's like water. Don't want to complicate it. It's like water. In its fluid form, it has a certain function. But the source of ice is water. The source of your steam is water. That's why we have the world, earth, land, sea. <laughs> and what's the other one? Sky. But it's still the world. So when God takes in heaven, there's the Word. God is the only one that can clothe His Word with flesh and call the Word Jesus. But these three don't agree in one. They are one. Very important. You see, to step into oneness, you need on, in the earth, you need the power of agreement. That's why people don't get what they want. And listen, let me help you. Oh, I just feel something here by the Spirit of God. You know when your wife and you are having a good time, right? Like I tell you, I'm so excited about my wife walking. I'm telling you, those crutches were worrying me, man. And we, we're in this stuff now for more than six months. So, if your wife, let's say you want to bless your family with a car. You're excited as a man. You check the car, you check the style. You want to bless her. And you come to her and you ask her, love, can we, can we buy this car? Listen, let me encourage you. I, married, I was married this year for 42 years. Right? Same woman, first wife, last wife, only wife, right? But let me tell you something. I've learned in 42 years, when she says, if you want to, uh, you want to buy this car? If you want to, 
let me encourage you, don't do it. That's her way of saying no. <laughs> but because she doesn't want to offend you or disappoint you, guess what? She says, well, if you feel like this, if you really feel like it. No, let me encourage you today to have oneness in my marriage. It's what God did after Adam and Eve. Yes, in Adam and Eve, there was oneness. But look at this. Look at the next verse. In heaven, we can unpack this some other time. In heaven, there are three and they are one. But look on the earth. Say with me. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as they agree as one. Let me tell you, notice what Jesus says. If two or three, you can't agree only with yourself. You need another person to enter this domain. So in the earth, for the glory of God to be in the earth, I, there must be an agreement between the spirit, the water, and the blood. The water is a witness really of what happened with Jesus' baptism. But we'll go there some other time. But there must be a oneness in the earth for the glory of God to show up in the earth. That is why the devil does everything in his ability to stop oneness in your marriage, in your family, in churches. So what does he do? He creates the vision. That's why we have so many divorce cases through deception. So that your children will never know what the glory of God looks like. So that your grandchildren will never know what the glory does when oneness is in my home, oneness is in my family. He makes things happen that could never happen in the natural. It happens like water turned into wine, brother. It must have been a colored wedding. I'm talking about my roots. <laughs> but the best was kept for last. But when you look at him three in one, that's why when you read the scriptures, Paul and them are trying hard to get the church away from carnal thinking. Don't let this thing be in you. Be of one mind. Speak the same thing. Why? You want the glory. Why do you want the glory, Paul? Because my God shall supply all of your needs according to His riches. Where is the riches? It's in the glory by Christ Jesus. That's why my wife and I have learned the powerful thing of agreement. Hey, I've got a testimony. Oh my goodness, I must close now. Listen, I'm doing a teaching on supernatural transformation. And all of a sudden, I see an individual walk into the meeting. Why are we busy? And God sends an angelic being into this environment. I stopped. I was nearly about to ask, are you on the course? And then all of a sudden, I lose sight of the presence of this angelic being. And then I turn to the people and I say, listen, somebody, has anybody got a need at home? Is there anything dangerous at your house? What, what, just tell me, are you sitting in the meeting? Worried about, we're going to get out? How are we going home? And one lady said, I, I'm so scared they're going to break into my home because of ESCOM's problems. And the, the angelic being disappears, leaves. Why? I asked the Lord. I went home. I asked him, what is this? He says, Neville, when the glory of God is in the place, that's the atmosphere heaven enjoys. Then I asked God, how does the glory then come? Why did he come? 
And the Lord said, I sent him on an assignment to protect a saint's property. So you had to find the person. I couldn't, I, I must be honest with you, I'm not a person that see a lot of stuff, but I can hear a lot of stuff. But by the grace of God, what am I saying to you? If you agree upon anything as touching, Jesus says in Matthew 18, if you agree upon anything as touching, you, hey, if two of you agree, it shall be done. By who? By my Father. Because the Father releases the glory. You want this church to go to another level? You want your family to go to another level? Then you gotta start disagreeing about the things that is trying to take us in one direction. I, I just wanna get some young men up here. Come on, son, you come up. Get some of two other guys with you quickly. Are you ready to pray right now? The chicken is getting hot at home. C come on, get some more, get some more. Give me another two more. Come on, come on, hallelujah. This looks so good. <laughs> Say with me in the name of Jesus. This is my day, God. I'm going to step into an agreement. Step into oneness. Just hug each other their arms in. Asai. 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 Yeah, it looks good. Yes, to your labors. This will be eight like that. I'm seeing us that I'm eats. Now, listen. <laughs> You notice something, when there is oneness, the first thing is that they will be one. And the moment there is oneness, you start realizing you are being attached to something bigger than you. When you say this is the family of God and I'm a part of this family, your language must change from their church to our church. This is not my wife, this is our marriage. Let us make man, us is the language in the earth for the glory of God. Then you will also accept in the glory, the diversity of each one. Can't do without each other. What's your name, son? JP. Is that they don't want to say Jean-Pierre, they just say JP. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll keep you in South Africa instead of taking you up here to France. But in any case, JP. Okay, JP, go to the drums there. Right? You notice something? Just hold it right there, JP. You see, one statement, one movement. The moment there is oneness, God will create a movement in the right direction. But the moment there are two minds about a thing, it's going nowhere. You notice something? The two of them has to actually catch the vision. Because he's got the word. In the same way, so does Prophet Gibbet has received the word from God. That means when we say we're moving in this direction for you to get the blessing of God on your life and to move with the power of God, you gotta go in the direction of the spoken word of God. My last statement on this is, when we do it as one, nothing will stop the power of God. Can I firstly start today with agreement? I want you to know today I'm going to trust God for an open heaven over you as an individual and over the church. Amen. Uh, can we give them a hand of praise? By the way, how old are you? How old are you? You're 35. You're 21. The both of you are 21. Uh-huh. Did I tell you to choose somebody that's 21 years old? 
Now, I'm trying to tell you, I was sitting, I'm not going to mention this. I was sitting in, in the break of the first service. And the Lord was saying to me, there's going to be two people with the same age. When you call them up first, ask them, I nearly forgot. So you're 21 years old and you are 21 years old. Two plus one is three. That means the fullness of the gutted is locked up in the glory of God. And therefore, it's the Spirit of God and it's Jesus, the Son of God. You said, how old are you? You know. 35 is the number 8, which means it's a supernatural visitation of God. It's above number 7. It's above where we are. So when you can take 8 plus 2 plus 1 plus 2 plus 1 is 3, and 3 is 6, and 8 plus 6 is 14 is the messianic number for the kingdom of God to come. So I want to declare this over every one of you. Give them a hand of praise. There's a double anointing of God going to come into this environment by the Spirit of the living God. In the glory of God, God does everything in the now. I want you all to stand and give God a shout of praise. That's the first part of our unity. That's the first part of our oneness. That is the first part of our oneness. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we give you a shout of victory. In the name of Jesus, they shall be one as we are one God. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory. We give you all the honor. It's amazing. I ask for just young men to come up. You just bring three up, Lord. Because of the fact is that you are in charge and you are in control. And right now, I want us, right now, I want us to take charge of the agreement. I want us to agree with me. The things that are not of God will have to go. Amen. The things that are not of the Holy Ghost has to go. Can we do that right now? Pray in the Spirit with me. In the name of Jesus, say it with me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we will be one in answer to your prayer, Lord. In the name of Jesus, it's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. In the name of Jesus, it shall come to pass. It shall be so. We agree, we agree. And open heaven to be over this house, to be over this family of churches. In the name of Jesus, it shall be so. In Jesus' mighty name. Now I want us to agree that the spirit of infirmity will leave our houses, leave our families, leave our children, leave our businesses. In the name of Jesus, say it with me, spirit of infirmity. We, we, we bind your works. We declare supernatural signs and wonders of God to be manifested the glory we will see the glory now together with me I want you to say with passion firstly I receive the glory and then we're gonna go we receive the glory amen 
Come on, let's go there. Say it was in the name of Jesus. I receive the glory of God. I receive the glory of God. In the name of Jesus, we receive the glory of God. We receive the glory of God. Jesus, your love is evident. Now give him the praise he deserves. Give him the glory. Give him all the honor. Hey! There's nobody, nobody like you, Lord. In all the earth, there is none like you.